Hey listeners, thanks for tuning in this week to the Wedded Wellness Podcast. It's Ashley here, your host. All right, so about, I want to say nine months ago, I started doing some meditation work to kind of help clear out past negative thoughts that were recurring in my life. And it was a kind of an intense meditation process. And something that comes up with this work is that you know you're doing the work. You know you're doing it right when you encounter people that they call expanders and expanders are people that have had super similar upbringings um they've had super life super similar life experiences and they're there to show you something that you're really capable of they're there to teach you something basically allow you to step into your full power your light and i'd been doing this meditation work for literally one week And I met Gina, our next guest, um, at a mutual workspace at like an HR-related event. (laughs) Not related to wellness at all. And I was so drawn to sit next to her. After this little HR session that we were there to attend, we chatted for like an hour and a half about life. And we discovered that we grew up like 20 minutes from each other in, in small towns and that we had so much to learn from one another. She told me about what she did, that she works with past lives and hypnosis. And I can honestly say I'd never thought about past lives. I don't, I didn't even know that they really existed. I thought, you know, we die and we go to heaven. Like that was always my mindset. And she told me about what she did. And I was like, I am in, let's do this. Let's book a session. So I had a first session, which was really interesting. Opened my eyes, made me feel comfortable with what it was, with like this idea of hypnosis. And then I booked another session about three or four months later. And man, this one, it allowed me to see how loved I truly am by whatever you want to call it. God, the universe, Jesus, your spirit guide, your guardian angel, all the things. And since then, it has just made me feel so interested in in prayer and meditation in a way that makes me excited versus feeling guilty about not doing it. Um, So Gina's going to talk a lot about this, about past lives, regression, meeting your spirit guides, your guardian angels, you know, why this is important healing work, why it's maybe not for everyone. Um, So listen in and enjoy, you know, let us know if you're interested in learning more because um, again, sometimes that first, you know, inclination about past lives isn't something you've thought about before, but Gina's such an amazing guide and she can tell you all about it in a really, really safe place. She's such an awesome person. So listen in. Do you remember planning your wedding? Are you planning it right now and thinking, why is this so stressful? You're not alone. With budgets to juggle, big plans to make, and friends and family to keep happy, wedding planning has become less about fun and more about work. Wedded Wellness is here to provide health and wellness tools to ease your stress and create routines that enable you to remain calm and strong on your big day and beyond. Because stress will always be with us. And what better than to cultivate wellness and identify your best self as you move into any stage of life. This is the Wedded Wellness Podcast. Hey listeners, we're here with Gina Seval to chat past lives. What? Mm-hmm. I'm so excited. So if you're not into this world, the world of woo-woo, just a little bit yet, <laughs> keep an open mind because this has been something that's been really amazing in my life, really, really healing. And it's this person right here that has introduced it to me. Gina, welcome. Hi. Thanks for having me. Thank you. Tell us about yourself. Oh gosh. Who am I? I am Gina. Let's see. I am someone who does past life regression and I do that through hypnosis so when someone goes what do you do I always say I'm a hypnotist okay and then if they say one more question then I just give it to them and I go (laughs) (laughs) I help people access past life memories to make this life better oh that's very succinct that's exactly what you do yeah and then people either like mind slide like glaze over and pretend like I didn't say it or then, oh. like, the cool ones are like, wait, what? And then we, like, have a really cool conversation. Uh-huh. But I spent 15 years in the wellness industry. So I was, like, personal trainer, group exercise instructor. I have a massage therapy degree. Oh, yeah, um, but, yeah. And then I uh, just got disenfranchised with the corporate wellness. Yeah. And then I'm 
just kind of burned down my consulting business and <laughs> was like, what the hell am I going to do? And hypnosis and past life regression were like the things that just like lit me up. And so I was like, you know what? I'm going to go down that path. Mm-hmm. And you'd had sessions yourself, like you'd been doing this work for some time. Yeah. So I started doing just regular this life hypnosis, um, probably six or seven years ago. And then I did so much unraveling there of like even being regressed back into the womb of my mom and like hearing the messaging in the womb and then coming out and doing all kinds of work. And it helped with a lot of, I had a lot of anxiety and I used to have like horrible nightmares. Um, and that really unraveled it. But then there were certain things where I just couldn't get beyond it. And I just had this like thought, like, I feel like this is deeper than this life. And then I, I'm a twin. And so my twin sister was like, I'm going to try past life regression. And I was like, hey, what the hell's that? And so then we both started doing it. Like, we both went to the same guy. He's in St. Paul. Okay. Um, and that was, that was maybe like five or six years ago. Okay. It's and now how... it's like my therapy of choice. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. I like yeah. how you say, because I, I talked about you on my, a couple episodes ago, and I think I called you a coach. Like, in I my mind, that. you are a coach. <laughs> <laughs> I but I mean, like, what do you call it? You call yourself a hypnotist? You call yourself a guide? Yeah, I, I, what I, I guess I do call myself a hypnotist, even though when people think hypnosis, they think like smoking cessation and weight right. loss. And I just like, I, I don't care how much you weigh. I honestly don't care if you smoke, like you do you. But so that stuff's not interesting to me. Like I could do those sessions, but I just don't want to. Mm-hmm. Uh, but what I really, what I do is I facilitate past life regression. Some mm-hmm. people call it regressionist. Some people call it hypnotist. So I had a session with, I've had two sessions with Gina. And actually you can listen to Gina's podcast yeah. um, to hear me talk about this. was a couple episodes ago. Yeah, was it your... episode 11? Past so. Lives and the Divine. Yeah, Past Lives and the Divine. It's such an interesting listen, everyone. Um, but what I found, and the way I describe these sessions and like the learnings that I've had from our time together is that they're they're not like whoa this huge light bulb was turned on and my life is forever changed they're really subtle yet they are really impactful and I'll, I'll you know I'll tell some examples in a bit but um I'm really grateful for the things that I've learned through our sessions and I'm excited to kind of keep moving down this path and you know I I grew up really, really Catholic and still identify as a Christian. And this idea to me is a little bit out of what I'm used to, but I, I still, it makes me feel really good. And like mm-hmm. under your guidance, it's been a wild ride and I'm appreciative of the time that we've had. So yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, if, for all the Christians out there, if you dig into the Gnostic gospels, like yeah. Jesus actually believed in reincarnation. Okay. And, like, that's what he's talking about when he talks about, like, eons and all that stuff. Oh, okay. And he talks about, like, you know, the life at the end is really just, like, life today. Like, he's, oh. not, he's not actually saying at the end. He's saying, like, today. Like, heaven on earth is today. I didn't really And that. to think it's, like, off in the future just fucks with human behavior. <laughs> you know, like, why do I care if the earth is fine in 100 years? I'm going to be gone. You know right. what I mean? That's not what he's talking about. He's talking about right now. Yeah. Huh. Well, that works yeah. in my mind. Yeah. Message me if you want more freaky books about Jesus. I might want a Because I think lot. he's super cool. Yeah. And I grew up Catholic. I don't identify as Catholic. I don't know what I identify as, but yeah. yeah. Well, and I just, I think it's all the same. All of, I mean, it's all together, right? Like we're in this together and yeah. how we get closer to a higher being in my mind yeah. is a good thing. And like, it makes us better people. Yeah. I mean, that's what our sessions have done. I've been able to, like, understand a little bit of my discipline and, like, you... It's really guided me into meditation a lot more and prayer. Ooh, cool. Yeah. Yeah. So will you explain what a session with you looks like? I mean, I don't have to go into, like... Well, details are actually really good. Because <laughs> it's so <laughs> well, I'll do it high level, but w- I'll do it high level. So, um... Whenever, if someone's interested in a session, I always do, like, a 15-minute quick phone call just to make sure, like... They're a good fit and I'm a good fit for them. I'm just, I'm not someone who just takes anyone. So like if you were pressuring John, your husband, to like do a session and he was like, oh, I don't want to, but I'll do it for you. Like I wouldn't 
do a session with him. You know what I mean? And it probably wouldn't work, would it? No, I don't think it would. I think that when people have hesitation, that's like what what makes it not work. Yeah. On any level. Like they might see something but think it's nothing because, you know, like I only saw purple. It's like, well, I can get people through purple, but <laughs> some people can't, you know? Yeah. But um, I would say, it. so uh, then you come in, we do a little chat about like goals, intentions for the session. And then we do go into trance. So trance, hypnosis, people remember everything. So this is not stage hypnosis. So for example, um, mm. I don't know if you were ever like part of a high school, something where they did stage hypnosis and like the people didn't remember clucking like a duck and they did. That's, I don't know what that is, but that's not the hypnosis that I mm. do. So the hypnosis I do really like heightens your senses and gets you more closer in touch with your subconscious mind than your conscious mind. Mm -hmm. So uh, that's what the trance is. And so I always tell people the first session that we do together plan for two and a half hours. And that's you walk in the door, we chat, you use the bathroom, we do the trance part where you're experiencing past life scenes. Um, and some of those are actual past lives. Some of those are just past in this life. So you might be taken to like when you're three years old. Just kind of depends on the session that you want, your goals, your intentions. And then ultimately where your subconscious mind wants you to go and to get real freaky, where your guides want you to go. Because mm -hmm. they all want you to evolve and they all want you to stay safe and they all want you to evolve. So if you're like, I want to fix this, but in order to fix your anxiety while you're driving, you need to fix a different kind of anxiety first, you'll go there. Mm -hmm. um, but it's always for your highest and best. Mm -hmm. And you'll remember everything, but just like any two and a half hour meeting, you remember it, but you can't like remember every single word that every person said. But it's just like a conversation. That's the memory. Um, and then we go through an induction, which is essentially the trance part is the induction. It's like a guided meditation as the client just sits there and listens to it and mm -hmm. like gets relaxed. And then I start asking questions and then they just start answering the questions based on what they see. But I say see, but it's really um, what you know, what you think you know, what you sense, what you visualize. It just kind of depends on how you personally, your personality connects to your subconscious mind. Mm -hmm. And then um, I, after that, bring the person back and then we just kind of like debrief and then they're on their way. But what I tell people is like the, the bonus with trance is like then your conscious mind has stepped out of the way and your subconscious mind is coming forward. And your subconscious mind holds every memory that you've ever experienced. So if you don't believe in past lives, then that's every memory in this life. If you do, then it's every memory that your soul has ever encountered. Okay. And so when you can open that up in quiet, calm, get that conscious mind to go into the back seat, get the subconscious mind in the front seat, that's how you're accessing those, those actual memories. And so the changes are so subtle, like you yeah. said, because mm -hmm. it, um, if you come, this wasn't Ashley, but <laughs> I give this example. It's not a great example, but everyone knows it. Like if someone came for road rage, and they're like, I just don't want to feel so anxious and stressed when I'm in the car. And say we uh, did a past life scene and had some spiritual guidance where they were able to really, um, and did some hypnotic suggestions, where they were able to untie that knot kind of in their psyche and their subconscious mind and really let that go. They're not going to be in traffic experiencing this road rage and being like, okay, I just have to count to 10 and breathe breathe deep breaths and relax my shoulders. What's going to happen is they're going to go home and an hour later after getting home, they're going to go, Hey, mm -hmm. I didn't experience road rage because we're changing your subconscious mind, which is your operating system. If I put my hand on a burner, my hand is off that burner faster than I can even consciously think of pulling it off that burner. And that's because it's a signal from my subconscious mind. It happens automatically, effortlessly. I don't have to practice pulling my hand off a burning burner in order for it to happen right, quick. Right. So it's really just like makes it effortless and automatic, which is why it kind of sucks as a facilitator because people, a lot of times I'll be like, <laughs> so how are you feeling? Are you feeling better? And they're like, I haven't really noticed anything. And it's like, well, pay attention. And then they'll come back and be like, oh, yeah, this used to be a big deal. And now it's not. Mm -hmm. It's so automatic that we almost don't even notice that these changes has happened until we're like, that person used to enrage me. And now I, I never even felt it. Wow, that's cool. 
And I talk about it on, again, your podcast and how I experienced this was I I grew up, I mean, just kind of afraid of weird things. I mean, they're not weird. they afraid of things like, like the devil. Like that yeah. was something that really scared me as a kid. And now, I mean, even to the point where like I would be afraid if I was alone in my house a couple years ago. If I was yeah. alone in my house or even like my kids are home, my dogs are home and I'm alone without like my partner, I would just get really freaked out at yeah. night. And now I don't. Yeah. I just, that just stopped. I remember like telling you in preparation for our podcast, I'm like, wait a minute. I, John's been gone for a week and I'm not even freaked out. Like this is, this is big for me. Oh, it's huge. But also like I didn't even notice until later. Yeah. You didn't have to like fight your way through it. It was just like, oh, that's not a thing anymore. I'm not, I felt yeah. really comfortable and really, and like when you just speak to spirit guides, which I like, mm-hmm. sometimes you call them guardian angels or mm-hmm. anything like that. Like I love that. Like someone's watching out for me yeah. and I just feel super protected and in control of my life. So, yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. And that's what's so cool about those past life memories is like, you're Catholic, right? So I'm sure you grew up, people told you, you have a guardian angel. Right. Blah, 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 blah. Right. But you can logically get that. In your conscious mind, you can logically understand that that's a thing. Mm-hmm. But unless you experience it, mind, body, soul, like in a past life regression, after the death scene, you went into that sacred spiritual guidance space and you met a spirit guide mm-hmm. and you felt that unconditional love. Yeah. That's way different than when the priest was like, no, you have a guardian angel. Right. Don't be scared, right. you know. Have him around when you're driving or whatever. Yeah. Like it just didn't, this was, this was yeah. real. I felt that. Yeah. That big warm hug of a, an experience. Oh it's God, wild, everyone. So cool. Like, I can't explain yeah. it. Um, and I don't know that I expected that at all. I think when I went into it, I was like, cool, this is something I've never done. I love learning about the subconscious. I love opening yeah. my mind. And like to get, as I don't know, more connected to my spiritual self was something that was like yeah. a super awesome bonus. Mm-hmm. What other what other things are people benefiting from a session with you? Like even your journey, you said it's helped you with anxiety. It's helped mm-hmm. you, yeah, with oh, yeah. fear. Um, let's see if I can just pick one. So, are, so I guess like the benefits of it would be, like I said, changes on the subconscious level. But when I think of like for me personally, one of the one this sticks out just because it was the first past life regression I ever did as a client Mm -hmm. was I was in partnership with my now husband and um we both wanted to be married just because that's just like where you get the most maximum partner benefits like I don't really care about being married but like I wanted to attach Alex and I wanted to be like legally attached mm-hmm. right sure. like if yeah. he's in the hospital I don't want people to be like you're not family oh whatever got you know it. what I mean that yeah. sort of thing so just to have people and he was doing some work in my wellness consulting business like he was my finance guy and I just felt weird being like this is my boyfriend I felt like everybody was like just waiting for that relationship to end <laughs> like oh, boyfriends yeah. aren't permanent and so people don't take it as seriously and even though I try to live my life not in alignment with what other people think of me, this is like a real legal thing. So anyways, <laughs> I wanted it, right? But yeah. we for two years, it was like, yeah, I want it, but I want it to be special. I don't know. I, I'm not like a wedding person, but I, I don't want to just like go to the court and sign papers. And then just like other things would come up and we were doing this martial arts thing together and he'd be like, let's <laughs> sign up and do it every Saturday morning. And it's like... I can't commit to that. Like, <laughs> absolutely not. Like, if I happen to go 10 Saturdays in a row, that's great. But I can't, like, plan to do it. Sure. And so, like, enough of things like that happened. And he's like, I don't care if we get married. Like, you're my person. But I feel like there's a commitment issue. Sure. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Like, and we both have this thing where, like, he can say something like that and I'm not offended. Right? And in the same, I can say stuff like... I see you've been working on X and I see yourself shooting yourself in the foot. Like you might want to take the gun out of your hand. And so I was like, yeah, yeah, I feel that. So I did a past life regression and went all through it's episode two of my podcast. If you want to hear the whole thing, but (laughs) but basically um, what it came down to, it was, wasn't a fear of commitment. It was a fear of failure and like failing him. And failing myself and failing everybody around us. And it's like, 
that makes sense. Like, if I commit to do this martial arts class for you for 10 weeks, I'm not going to. And then you're going to, I'm going to fail you. And so it was just, it completely changed how I felt in the relationship. And it was so subtle. He obviously noticed the change because we ended up getting married. But I, anyone else around probably wouldn't have noticed that change. But Mm -hmm. just like, even how we operated in daily life. Like, I love working from home. I prefer to work from home. I prefer to work for myself. But I would find myself kind of like edgy when he got home and like, and I couldn't put it into words. And that was part of the past life regression that got undone. Like, I understood what part of my soul had imprinted, like, be sad and mad that you're home alone all day so then when this guy gets home you can take it out on him oh, maybe you can help me because i do experience that if i like <laughs> yeah. at home with the girls it's just really hard okay that's different like you're a parent like, but, I, mean, but no, I mean it's the same I mean, idea right and i don't yeah. it's not john so he's working all day right like, and yeah. i'm working too most days but like yeah yeah no, but I get it. that mom work there's well, that's hard work that's harder than any job <laughs> as a (laughs) non-mom i watch my friends and it's like that is a job that does not get enough props so but what i'm saying is like yes like it can be there was no reason like no logical reason but even for you even if you can be like logically i can see why i'd be upset i'd rather not like you can still go into that yeah these negative reactions when people are like i don't know how often should i do a session and it's like I think you should notice when there's friction in your life like that. Yeah. Like, oh, I just, I can't explain why I feel this way and I don't want to feel this way and I can't logically talk myself out of it. That to me is like, that's when I do a past life regression. It's yeah. like, how do I do this? Yeah. And there's just, there are a lot of ways that you can work through yeah. things like oh, this, yeah. you know, traditional therapy. Mm-hmm. I mean, like LSD trips are really popular right now. We've <laughs> talked about that. But what I liked about... Our time together is that I just felt really comfortable, felt really safe oh, through good. the whole process. Yeah. And I yeah. recommended, like, my best friend has gone to you now. Yeah. And, like, it's just such an interesting experience. So, like, the healing to me yeah. has been absolutely worth the investment of time and energy. Yeah. Do you find that sessions are pretty, like, draining for you as a facilitator? Oops, sorry, friends. My phone. Oh, um, that. You know what? I don't know if it's draining so so much as even though I'm not in trance, I am not on earth. <laughs> like, yeah. Like if someone is, you know, essentially your consciousness has, even though you can feel yourself in your chair, you know you're there and comment on this if you, if it resonates with you, but like your mind, your consciousness, your awareness is in a different dimension. Mm, yeah. It's in a different realm. And so I am like, you know, halfway there. So I don't know. I I mean, and this is like full disclosure, really privileged. I'm happy to be in this point. I don't ever want to be in a position where I'm like so busy. I do two sessions a day, like Mm -hmm. one a day is Mm -hmm. like max. And then I need to do grounding activities and get out of the house. Because if I do a session with someone, say in the morning, and then I do half-ass my grounding activities and just like, you know, kind of do God knows what around the house. Yeah. Like Alex will come home from work and he'll be like, what'd you do today? And I'll be like, I had a client. I don't know where the hell the other seven hours went. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I have no idea where I was. Like I was here, but I was not getting anything done. It's like, I, it's such a bizarre feeling. It's not scary. It's just like, I need to like come down. And I was actually talking to this woman who's an astrologist who I go to a couple times a year. And she said, I did not say that to her, but she said, doing work in these other realms, you need like specific grounding activities. She's like, you go to these people like past life regressionists, you go to astrologists and their heads are just like in the clouds in different realms all the time. And like the bills are piling up, like you have to come back down to earth. Yeah. So my grounding activities are like eat a little snack and watch like twenty minutes of Young and the Restless and then Oh my god, Young and the Restless. You <laughs> yeah. know what's really funny is like, I've been watching we it for thirty nine years. <laughs> <laughs> on the it show is part like, of my self care. <laughs> we talk self care on the show and like everyone has their shows. And I'm obsessed that yours is Young and the Restless. Like you're it's my like entire family. <laughs> what? Do they have new episodes? Yeah. It's pretty boring in Genoa City right now. Okay. But, like, and then I have text strings, like, with my sisters and Barbara, who you met. Uh-huh. And it's, like, 
what is happening? Like, well, we always like commentary. And like oh in this world God. where I have a lot of free time, I would actually start a podcast that comments on my commentary oh my on God. the rest. I bet there's a market for that. You should start another podcast. Oh my gosh, uh, that's so funny. Probably better than The Bachelor. Probably. Yeah. I mean, I don't watch The Bachelor, but everyone does. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't either, but everyone does. I, that might be, I don't know. The I Rebel don't really and... watch TV. I should. Because <laughs> it just sounds like it's, yeah. it's a good, I mean, I think you're right. Like a grounding activity, yeah. right? Yeah, it just like, like a... calms me. And like, I honestly have, Young the Restless has been on at 11 a.m. like almost my entire life. Sure. Like I grew up in a home with my mom, stayed home, and she watched that. So yeah, not like I have not like my childhood is this amazing thing i mean it's fine but like that show whatever it's just like <sighs> yeah what else what else is grounding for you um honestly just getting out of the house okay like going to run a couple errands or going on a walk like i love walking my dogs like i love being outside like yeah. those are my like get me grounded yeah that's good and yeah. it's good you know that about yourself and i yeah. again like self-care it just can be so simple and it goes so far yeah and I you know knowing I was coming on your podcast you always talk about self-care and one of the things that I thought of was like for me a big part of my self-care and probably the most impactful is like the um monitoring of the thoughts that I have and not just automatically believing them so for me personally I don't know cosmically astrology says I'm like this I grew up in a world like this, but it's always doom and gloom. Like, what's about to happen that's not good? It's like, um, well, this is this could happen, and I always choose worst case scenario, and then I'm ruminating about it, right? Or like uh, making assumptions about what other people may or may not be thinking. Like, these are just normal tracks for me, and they have definitely gotten less, which shocker, than your anxiety gets less. Right. But, but I will say, because that's such a well-worn track in my brain, it is something that I have to watch for. It's not at the level it used to be, not at all at the level it used to be. So for example, if if I didn't let go of the resentment and the guilt and all of that and the assumptions, then my self-care practices would be worth a lot less. So for example, say my self-care was like, I'm going to go on a walk for an hour every day at 2 p.m. That's great and it can be very healing, but if I'm beating myself up the whole time because I'm not at work or I should be doing this instead or what would so-and-so think if they knew I was taking a walk in the middle of the afternoon, then like the benefits of that are gone, you know? Um, Or just, I talked about it in my last podcast episode where it's like I'm taking a break during January because I can, I'm thankful I can, and I'm going to. Like that's the part of my work right now that I'm just like letting go for January because January is difficult. That wouldn't work if I just felt guilty about not mm-hmm. doing it, you mm-hmm. know, or feeling like, oh, no. So that is like the biggest thing. It's like getting my thoughts in check so I don't feel guilty about all this stuff or yeah. assume people are thinking the worst of me, that I'm lazy or don't deserve their money or whatever. And so that when I actually do take a break, it's an actual rejuvenating break. I'm not like beating myself up on the inside. I try to start my classes, but with that reminder, yoga classes, especially oh, so good. when I see, you know, you can see people just like coming in at the last second and they're frazzled and yeah. they're like, no, you have every right to be here for this entire mm-hmm. hour, start to finish. Yeah. And you're making the world better by showing up for yourself, turning inward, focusing, and then leaving in a rejuvenated state, totally. vibing a lot higher so that when the pe- you're around the people that you yeah. love, it's contagious. I mean, there's... You were doing good. This is a good, this is not yeah, selfish. I'm so glad you do that. Because I think we often, especially women, it's like, you know, we're programmed to be like, well, is someone else benefiting from you doing this? And if it's not, then it's not valid, you know? And yeah. it's like, you have to refill. You have to refill. You do. I mean, service can help you refill, but like a lot of times the service that we're stuck doing isn't that refilling. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So... What is the favorite, what's your favorite part of what you do? Like this, this work. Okay. I'll answer it as the facilitator and then I'll answer it as a client. Okay, cool. I'm not only, what that's true. That? Like, I'm not only the owner, I'm also a client. That hair loss <laughs> commercial or whatever that you saw. I know you <laughs> Okay. So I would say as a facilitator, of course, I love that people can come and they feel safe and get some healing. I love that. But if I were to be totally honest, the thing that is so exciting during a session is like the storytelling. So like I had a client who I, uh, you've probably heard me say this example before, because it's just like the anticipation of like 
this woman was like, didn't know where she was in the scene. And it's like, are you inside or are you outside? Right. She's in trance and she, I'm like trying to pull information out. So I'm like an investigator asking questions and the client is just giving answers. So it's like, oh, I'm walking down this path. Okay. Where are you walking to? Oh, I'm walking to my home. Okay. What does it look like? Log cabin, three steps up to the front door, small, smoke coming out of the chimney. Okay. Walk up there. I'm feeling really hesitant. I don't want to. Do you know why you don't want to? No, I don't. Okay, put your hand on the doorknob, turn it, and open the door. I can't, I can't, I don't, I don't want to. Mm. And then as the facilitator, like if someone's scared or agitated, then I, then I do my best and their subconscious mind does this too, to be like, you don't have to do that. If you feel like you want to do it, you can always like pull out of the first person and like watch it like it's on a movie screen, know that you're safe and just go into it. Like there's... Um, depending on the situation, there's a lot of different modalities around that to help the person feel safe. Because sometimes healing is hard and scary, and that's okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but letting them feel safe, and then it's like, open the door. What's behind that door? You know, it, just so stuff like, like that. Yeah. What is it? And it's like, always, you know? Like, last weekend, I led someone through the life between lives, where she picked out her physical body, because she wanted to know, I'm done being at war with my physical body. Why did I choose this body? Whoa. Yeah. And I was like, I'm not certified in it, but I feel like we could get there. Like between the two of us or at least take a crack at it. Okay. And she did it and she got there. And so I've read a lot about the life between lives where we show up and we choose the contracts. We choose the path. We choose our body. We choose who we're being born to. We choose where we're being born. We choose our other caregivers if there's other caregivers. I mean, and so it can be incredibly healing to be like, oh, I'm at war with my body, my parents, whatever, right. to be able to be in that space in the life between lives and pick that out. Like, why did you pick it? And so it was just like, so cool being the facilitator being like, whoa, you know? Yeah. And some of the stuff you can't explain with the human language. It'd be like pulling someone out of the 1200s and be like, yo, I'm going to text you. And they would be like, what the fuck is a text? <laughs> What's in your hand? You know what I mean? So it's like, it's something we're not familiar with. So it's really like, ah. And yeah. so like hearing her describe it, it was like, oh, this is so that cool. Is like wild. I've read so much about it. So I think the stories are the greatest. Like as a facilitator, it's so fun. And then to have people get like healing from it, it's great too. Yeah. Um, and as a client, I love it because um, I don't, like I don't have adults around me who I'm like, you, I want to be like you when I grow up. Okay. You know? like, yeah. I just... They're fine. I have nothing against them. I don't want to be you. Like, I want to be someone who acts different than these people do. So it's a really great way for me. It'd be different if it was like, hey, Gina, get out in the world and talk about past lives. It's scary. It's weird. Most people are going to think you're nuts. (laughs) But you got this. You've been a badass witch in more than one life. Like, logically, (laughs) I'd be like, that's awesome. I'm going to do that. And then when it came down to, like, rubber meets the road, promote yourself, promote your podcast, uh, the fear would be off the charts. Like, I was in the closet about doing all this stuff on my own for years. Were you? Yeah. And like, I would never talk about it. I had like a blog and I had, I would never talk about it because I just felt like it was like a really weird side of me. And I thought most people would just be like, you're weird. But sometimes I'd be working one-on-one with a wellness client and it'd be like, okay, this is beyond us. You need to go to Sure. Like get this done. (laughs) At that point, I'd be like, this is some past life shit. Like you need to... (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You need to get diabetes. (laughs) But anyway, so being able to like, be in a past life scene where you really feel like you're in that scene. So it's one thing to be like, right? It's one thing to be like, have you ever run a marathon? No, no. Okay. Not. (laughs) Do you understand that they're difficult? Yeah. Sure. You logically get that. But until you've pounded out 26.2 miles. Oh. That's when you like get it. Like, oh, it's hard to the bone. Oh, it's You know what I mean? Like that change, it's a change in your like, I'm sure you heard motherhood was hard and now you're a mother and you're like, oh, yeah, I get it. But in, and two, <laughs> I think like you said, like the good parts of it, like you you have those experiences with um, your spirit guides, your guardian angels or people yeah. that you know, not people, beings or just like that presence of absolute yeah. love, like n- love beyond anything else. Yeah. Like you can't even describe what that feels mm-hmm. like. You can't. It's unearthly. And I resonate with you around like the judgment piece of it. I mean, even like, when our, with our sessions, like I felt kind of bashful, even telling my parents about it because 
they're such, I mean, such amazing humans and really great Christians. And I remember I just felt like they would judge me. And you know what? They didn't because they're awesome and they love yeah. me for who I am no matter Which what. Which is such a cool reminder. That is. And you wouldn't have that level of acceptance from them if you wouldn't have shown up as you. Right. And I think that that's a point of contention too is like a lot of times we change who we are around the people around us because we want them to accept us. It's like that's not the contract you mm-hmm. made. The contract you made was to show up as you so they could have a reaction that would either affirm you or like teach you both some lessons, mm-hmm. which I think is cool. <gasps> the stories. I bet. I like to, on your podcast, you talk oh. about how, I mean, it can be just really entertaining to like hear them. <laughs> oh, it's so, it's so entertaining yeah. for me. Oh, I like love it. And I'm usually like doing laundry or something and like open mouth laughing alone, <laughs> like at these stories. Oh, that, yeah. I love hearing that. Yeah. I just, it's so much fun. Yeah. And I could talk about it all day. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk a little bit about partnership. And I yeah. find this to be a really interesting topic through the lens of past life regression, partially because, I don't know, I think that we're drawn to people for a variety of reasons. Um, I've told you about this before, but when John and I met really, really, really young, I felt like an immediate draw to him that I I could not explain. I mean, like, I felt creepy about it. I'm like, why am I so, not necessarily, like, physically attracted to this person, but, like, I need to be around this person, right? Yeah. And I'd never, I was, like, in college, I didn't want to have a boyfriend. I wanted to, like, have fun. And yeah. so, th- like, that immediate draw and pull to him was wild. And I think until I'd met you, I'd never really understood what that was. But I think we've we've been we've been together before. We haven't. Yeah, I think so. Like he didn't feel this way. That's okay. <laughs> in our meet, it was just me. He's not. I mean, most of the time, women are way more in touch with that intuitive, intuitive. tie. Yeah. So yeah. when, tell me about how that works in past lives yeah. and partnership. So, um, I would say if you are in partnership with someone, so like you've been like, hey, we're gonna spend the rest of our life together, or you've been through a lot together, or you're just really emotionally connected. Or maybe you are married and have kids or whatever. Um, Like this deep connection, not just like your high school boyfriend in 1997. But like, I just, yeah. I do believe there's a past life connection there. And at the very least, um, there's a contract. We're going to be together for this long doing these things. Uh, and so I think that you and John have a contract on a soul level. You both arranged this before you came down to earth through your mothers mm-hmm. that you would be together and, and have these children. That's what I think. Um, when you, I've seen Alex, my partner, husband in, in, um, God, I lose track now, but I think it at least four past lives and I was never looking for him, but he would be on the peripheral. So if, if a client is describing a past life scene where there's like other people in the scene, a lot of times I will pause the scene and say, look around, like go up to the people or just, you know, scan the scene. Does anyone stick out? And, um, and when I say stick out, sometimes people will say, oh, it looks like so-and-so. A lot of times people are like, no, it, it doesn't look like anyone. Mm. Or it can be like the essence of someone. So it's like if you had your eyes closed and you weren't thinking of your partner's personality, if you weren't thinking of their physical form, that thing that you can't touch can hardly describe, but their essence, Mm -hmm. like that's what you feel. So like the essence that I feel from Alex is this like interest in me that I quite frankly don't understand, a tolerance in me that I've never had and don't really understand. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) I mean, I'm understanding it more and better as I like grow and evolve and heal. But um, also like this acceptance, this like drive to be around me. And he is incredibly like kind and fun. And I, I've felt that like, um, and we, this is our first life. I believe that we're romantically connected. Okay. But it really, um, made me aware of the dynamic in our, uh, just in our partnership. So I'm someone who I always thought that I would be single. Every person I know who's married is great. I have a lot of great people around me who are married, but it's like, that's not the life I want, or that's not the partnership I want. 
and most people want kids. I didn't want kids. So it was like, I just assumed I would be single forever. Um, and then he came along and it was like, whoa, I had never been, same thing like mm-hmm. you had with John. It was like, I'd never been so like attracted, but more than like a physical romantic. Yeah. yeah. And it's like a magnetic. And um, yeah. And, and so when we got married, like I changed my name to his last name, but I didn't use it for like four years. I finally just like switched over and started like professionally using my real last name, which is his last name. And I wanted it because I want to, I just have this drive to like be his family. Like I just want to be connected to him. Like I want to be connected to him more than my own family. So it's like, yes, give me the same last name. Like let's mm-hmm. do it, you know? Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so, yeah, it, it really seeing how, how we've operated in past lives together really in, uh, informs a lot of like the hesitations I have now the things that I think I should be hesitant about and I'm not. So um, just like one of our most recent past lives together, I was actually an old man who was grumpy, had no friends. And he was a young man. We were doing the same job on a ship. And I died of a heart attack in his arms. And he was the only person on the ship who was still nice to me because I was just like a grouchy asshole. And my dying thoughts, which these get seared into your soul, were... I just, I love this man so much. I just want to be like him. I just want to be him. Hmm. And I remember saying that, like, when Alex and I first dated, I would just be like, I mean, I just, like, want to be him. Hmm. Wow. Yeah, it's so weird. So when I had these past lives where I'd see each other, it really informed the dynamic of our partnership now, which was really cool. Mm -hmm. And so you could go looking specifically for that, but a lot of times they'll just kind of show up. They'll show up. Yeah. That I that's so interesting. I think about even I never like like you said I I didn't want I never wanted kids. But when we when I I shouldn't say I never. When I was under the age of 8 to 19, yeah, I was so pretty young. young. <laughs> I didn't want kids. But when we met and we got older and we really started to establish our life together, all I was like all I want to do is like create more of you. Like I want yeah. more people like you in the world. Yeah. And that I that's that's so I did not expect that I should yeah. say interesting yeah and I don't know if I've done a podcast episode on it I should because like the parent child connection is such a catalyst for growth no matter which side of that equation you're okay. on and so um that is why we can look at people and be like logically why did you think it was good to get pregnant and have another child like yeah. you can't afford it whatever like it is in most humans this unexplainable drive to have more children hmm i didn't know that mm-hmm. that's my belief okay. i mean we could die and figure out it's it's all nothing <laughs> that's true choose literally the lane. everything that yeah, we talk like, about like I, I just like also like choose the lane that feels best for right you. take like, it or leave it yeah. like you can pick what you want to believe yeah, and... like this is not me trying to convince people no. oh but what i will the story i started telling you before it was like in my first past life regression where i had that husband and it really helped me with my fear of failure which yeah. i thought was a fear of commitment um he looked so familiar to me and I like wanted to believe it was Alex, but like inside me, I was like, that's not Alex. (laughs) Um, and then I was at a retreat this past summer. So like six months ago and there was this woman there who I had never met before and just immediately felt drawn to her. And she's got like big blue eyes and I didn't put it together then, but in my head, I was just like, this is a past life connection. Like I just felt so drawn to her. Like, if she was sitting out on the porch during a break, I would go there. Or like, and I kind of felt like maybe I was getting that same attraction from her, mm. but I didn't say anything. And she didn't seem like the type of person to... This is a real person. This is a real, okay. yeah, real. So you're at the 2019. Retreat, you're yeah. seeing this person. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, I was like... <laughs> and you were like, I've seen, I've been with I'm like, her we've before. had a past life together. But I didn't say anything just because... I don't like to bombard people with that. Like, I'm just not someone who comes in and is like, this is my personality. (laughs) Fucking deal with it. You know what I mean? Like, if you ask, I'll tell you. But I'm not going to, like, overwhelm you with my weirdness. I don't know. Maybe that needs (laughs) to be healed. But But I said that to her. And I just felt like, and I would get up early and we'd just have so many good conversations, like, before someone got up. And I was just like, 
God, I wish you lived in Minnesota because like we would be super good friends. Yeah. And in my mind, I'm like, we've had a past life together. And then like on day three, I was like, oh my God, she was my husband in that past life. Oh. That very first one I did. Because when I looked at him, he had these like big blue eyes. And I was like, no one has those eyes. But a lot of times they don't necessarily look like them, but like the essence. But sometimes there's physical characteristics. And I was like... And it's just like something clicks within you and you just know, like you just know. And, and I was like, wow, I'm not going to share that with her. Cause if she's not open to like past lives, like she's going to be like, I'm sorry, what? No. <laughs> Are you trying to marry me now? Well, well <laughs> and, but then on the last day she was like, uh, we had to turn to like the person to the right. We were all sitting in circles. She was sitting to my left. So I was to her right. And she turned to me and was like, um, she said something to the effect of like, we had to say something nice. And she was like, uh, you know, you did these things and I could really learn from them or something. And then she said, it's so weird. Cause I feel so connected to you. I was the last one to get there. So I, it was in Colorado. So I was the last one to get there. Cause I took a flight and then I took a car. And so I was the last one to pull in the driveway. And she was like, it's the weirdest feeling. Cause I, I thought that when you got out of your car, the automatic thought that came up into my mind was, I'm so glad you're here now. What? I'm yeah. So do I. And I like <laughs> immediately was just like, oh, fuck. You didn't it's tell happening. her. You didn't tell her. No, I didn't. Oh my and God. so because it, and then um, she was like, I just, I can't explain it. And I'm crying. She's crying. The entire group is crying. Like, and that's how you know it's like soul stuff because oh. like everybody is just like moved by it. It's just like when a client sees a spirit guide and just like, sits yep. in that unconditional love like i cry they cry i cry like you can't it's overwhelming to the human vessel and then um yeah and then we broke and and left and and whatever but i i also like if i saw you in a past life i'll tell you that but i don't want to tell all the details because if you see me in a past life i don't want you to think you're making it up that's true that you is know? i mean that's something that crosses over yeah. your mind when i don't want to rob experiences it's yeah. like Am I making this up? I can't tell. But yeah, everyone like, thinks that. That's... Yeah. Yeah. And I think, too, right now, women are leaning into, like, the girl squad. I mean, like, truly... Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, thinking Taylor Swift right now. And, like, oh, yeah. her movement of, like, getting with her girls. Versus, like, pulling each other down. Because yeah. we ain't got any time for that bullshit right mm-hmm. now. We have yeah. to be helping each other. Yeah. To hold each other up in every sense of the word. Totally. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's past life's condition of, like, women against women, which is bur- being burned at the stake. I mean, that's, that's so true. That's patriarchy, folks. That's a bummer. <laughs> which that comes up sometime on this, this show as well. Next topic. <laughs> so, all of you, you have to listen to Gina's podcast. Start with my episode, because I'm a little bit biased. <laughs> yeah, do You've it. gotten a little bit of a That'd preview. such a gateway. Um... I want to say it's episode 11, but... I think it is. Okay. But just, like, such an entertaining listen, um, learning about that whole journey, and you're having... You'll have more guests coming up after your break. Yeah, I'll be back February 7th. Okay. I don't know what that episode's going to be, but I am going to have more interviews. Okay. And if you're interested in, like, more about, like, what actually happens in a session, that's episode three. Anatomy of a past life regression. And what's really interesting about these sessions is that you record them... So you, like, I've been able to listen back at my episode, or rather my sessions, and really just hear, like, what I actually said, because I don't yeah. remember everything. Yeah. And then in some of your episodes, there are, like, actual snippets of your sessions and, like, yep. what you said. And mm-hmm. So if you have a session with Gina ever, or really anyone that does this work, like, hopefully they record it, because then mm-hmm. you get to hear what you actually said in the moment. Yeah, yeah. And the, I, I per, as the facilitator, I always record and then I always take notes. Mm-hmm. Like that kind of grounds me during it. And then I send pictures of the notes to the client. But even if you go to someone and they don't record it, like I highly encourage you to record it. Because like before I was the facilitator, the man that I went to who does hypnosis, I always recorded on my phone. Oh, you did? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So if someone wants a session with you, how do they get in touch? Yeah, go to calminghypnosis.com. Or you can also go to pastlivesandthedivine.com. That's the podcast. 
um, and then eventually make your way there. But yeah, just go and you can, there's a contact form and just fill it out. Let me know what you're interested in. And then we can do like a 15 minute phone call just to make sure it's a good fit. And um, if you are interested, but you're like kind of on the fence, definitely listen to the podcast Mm -hmm. because I feel like that'll either spur you forward or not. And know that if it's a no right now, but you're like, oh, I don't know if I should or not. Like I get a lot of people who are like, you know, like friends or acquaintances who are like, hey, I still have to schedule a session. Know that like you will do it when it's right. Like keep if it if you're like, I feel like this is right, but not right now. Just like keep it in your back pocket and like someday it might be right for you and then go do it. Like it doesn't necessarily have to be something you do right now, mm-hmm. which seems like a weird thing for someone that's my business but also like just know like it's not for everyone and that's okay too absolutely yeah yeah really everything we talk about on this is like it's not for everyone yeah. it's you do you do you people yeah <laughs> like take care of yourself <laughs> oh gina this is so fun we always oh, have so much to talk about when we're together thank you for being on the show oh you're welcome thanks for having me thanks everybody Thanks for listening, everyone. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Hey, Ashley, we're here at Wedded Wellness just to tell you about a couple awesome events that we have coming up um, that tickets are on sale for right now. So if you're local in the Twin Cities, love to see you at these upcoming events. The first is a bachelorette bash at Lululemon Mall of America on Saturday, February 15th at 1 o'clock. So this event will include a yoga class led by me, um, a sound bath by Aaron Anderson from The Gold Runner. If you've never experienced a sound bath, literally to be warmed in a huge blanket of sound. Um, it's a crystal bowl. It's such a healing experience. Your body vibrates. It's so amazing. Following the sound bath, um, Nelly from House of Ojas, episode two, will be, no, episode one, will be chatting self care and how to take care of yourself during the wedding planning process. And then finally, there'll be a couple other little wellness pop-ups that you can enjoy, pamper yourself, massages, and more. Tickets are $15 for that event, and it's open to anyone, um, brides, newly engaged couples, um, friends of brides, just people that love yoga and want to check out the beautiful new space at Lululemon Mall of America. And then the next um, really interesting event that we're hosting is with our friend Stassi over at Inquire to Inspire. She's on episode three. It's a spring equinox wedding and wellness fest at Aria. Um, This is on March 19th at six o'clock. We'll have yoga, we'll talk self-care, and then there'll be a number of local wedding and wellness vendors that you can learn more about. Um, Maybe sample some things, chat with an event planner, chat with a photographer. Tickets are $15 for that as well. You can check out our Instagram to learn more. You can shoot us a message or also visit weddedwellness.com slash events to get your tickets. All right, thanks again, everyone.